Welcome to The Breakdown, where we dig deeper into Sunday sermon, talk about life, and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of The Breakdown. Uh, it's me, Brennan, and we have Nick on the podcast today. Awesome. Ready to break it down. Yep. We're excited. Uh, we're kind of wrapping up a series that we've been on for the last couple of weeks um, called Gifted and Talented. And it's been a pretty practical series. Like, sure. hey, here's what scripture says. Here's mm-hmm. what you need to do about it. Let's get it. And we saw yeah. some really good results from this series as, you know, we were kind of hoping for to get people plugged in and, and serving. And so we're really appreciative if you're listening to this and you are serving or signed up to serve, or even if you haven't, hopefully after this podcast, you'd be encouraged to serve. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, check out the spiritual gifts inventory that we have. I think we have a link for that on the website. Yes, and we have one on our Facebook page as well. And on Facebook. Okay, cool. Yeah, if you've not yet done that, it's definitely a good time to do it. It'll really help you kind of, and you know, sort through those questions about where you can be plugged in best or just reach out to us and we'll help you. We'll have a conversation with you and be glad to do that. But yeah, it was uh, it was good to put a bow on everything. And I do hope it was a practical series. And, you know, we seem to see the fruit of that, the practicality as far as people getting connected and you know, asking good questions and yeah. um, folks coming up to me and saying, hey, I'm, I'm volunteering in the nursery now, you know, like, awesome, way to go, you know. So those kinds of things are, are very exciting. Yeah, especially, I mean, that's kind of what we do in Discovering Galilee. We try to figure out, hey, where's, what's your next step? Mm-hmm. Is it membership? Is it plugging in with a connect group? Is it serving? All right, let's get you there. And so it's always fun to see those next steps be taken um, because, uh as church leadership, like we design these things to help people grow closer to Christ. Sure. It's really not about um, numbers are nice, but it's seeing people grow in Christ that is all the more worth the time that we dedicate to this. And so, um, yeah, I- I'm excited. Some cool things are happening at Galilee and I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, no doubt. It's all, all a part of our mission to, you know, make disciples who are making disciples and such a core part of discipleship is getting off the sideline, you know, it, it has to go beyond mere belief and and be in and move into the, the practice. So this is one of those ways we practice, right? We serve. Yeah. Uh, we find our place where God has called us to do his work and his will. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And so today we're going to kind of jump into this. Uh, this was part three, like I said, of our Gifted and Talented. If you've missed uh, any of the breakdown episodes and you want to stop right now and go back and listen to those, or if you missed this week's sermon, it's okay. We'll catch you up. But right. if you want to listen to that as well, you can do that on Spotify or whatever you're listening to um, and, and do that. And so this sermon was titled Gifts on Purpose. And we looked at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 7 through 16. And I'm going to do what I love to do and just kind of go verse by verse with this. Mm-hmm. And it's what you did in your sermon. We'll talk about each idea um, that you mentioned. But it's my favorite way to study, to preach, to do a small group. It's just verse by verse. Sure. Because then you read it and you're like, oh, well, that's exactly what God said. You're not piecing things together. You're not taking things out of context. And so it's how it's how our preaching uh, professors taught us to preach. You let the text speak. This is exegesis and not eisegesis, uh, even though there's always some pieces of eisegesis that break through where we we tend to see it through our our own lens. But yeah. 
you know, when we when we let the when the scripture is really allowed to do what it should do, which is speak, then exegesis happens and we handle the word well. We rightly divide the word of God. So yeah, that's what we want to be about. Absolutely. And so your first big idea in this sermon was uh, to each a role. And it comes from verses 7, and you jump to 11 and 12. So I'm going to read those, and we'll talk about it. In verse 7, it says, But to each one of us, grace has been given, as Christ apportioned it. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service. So he gave each one of us a role. Sure. By the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah, that's at the heart of that, of course. And, you know, just just some of the roles are mentioned there. Mm -hmm. Paul is talking a little bit, maybe most specifically about his own role and the other early leaders of the church and their particular roles as he's writing to the church. But the context is we all have a place. You know, we all have a purpose. We've all been given a set of skills and gifts that God means for us to use to his service. He just happens to mention his own in that context but yeah yeah and i mean it's it's easy for us as teachers to do that to use ourselves as an example yeah i mean we best understand ourselves and mm-hmm. that's kind of what paul's doing here and and he kind of in other places in scripture talks about and we have talked about that on the last podcast is we're all part of this body we've mm-hmm. all been given a unique gift in order to build to build up the body and paul's reminding us hey you have a role to play in this. Like you're important, just like whoever's sitting next to you. Yes. Uh, and then you kind of go into this next idea where gifts are given for a purpose. Why? Well, it says in verse 12 in the second part, it says, so that the body of Christ may be built up. I, I always find this interesting because I think for like before I became full-time in full-time ministry, I had the gift of teaching. Mm-hmm. I was using that in the church, but I was also using that in my vocation as a teacher. Sure. I think sometimes it's easy for us to use our gifts and our vocation and then like, oh, well, how can I use this in the church? Right. Well, and and that's really the where the title of this message came from. You know, gifts on purpose could really read gifts with purpose, mm-hmm. right? Because you've not just been given gifts so that you can use your gifts and be like, look at me, I'm using my gifts. Yeah, yeah. Wow, look how effective I am, or look how awesome I am, or look how great this is. No, your gifts have been given with a greater purpose that goes beyond your own personal, like, um, hey, I serve, I, I'm a good disciple because I serve in the church, or I can scratch that itch of doing the thing in the church that I enjoy doing, whether that's singing on a stage or greeting people at a door or whatever. There's lots of things that we end up doing that that we really enjoy. And that's great. You know, when we can find a place where that that we're really doing something we like in serving the Lord, that's obviously a great thing. But none of us should lose sight of the fact that these gifts have been given with a purpose for us to use them for the kingdom of God. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why Jesus came to earth. That's for us and we use our gifts to point people to the gospel like the way that um i know this is really a fruit of the spirit but the way that i teach with love shows people the love of christ mm-hmm. and so when i use my gift to point people back to christ that's what that's what paul's getting at he's saying it's to build up the body it's to encourage one another because here i don't specifically remember about you know in ephesus but the church was being persecuted, you sure. know, I mean, even before Paul, like Paul was the one persecuting the church. And yeah. so 
and using our gifts to build up the body of Christ, to encourage one another, to show people, hey, the reason we're gathering together is point ourselves back to Christ, to remember what Christ has done for us. Like that's helpful. Sure. That's that's a greater purpose than me using it to make money or to make a name for myself, like you said. Yes. Um, and I think as as a, a teacher, as a pastor, like that's that's a good reminder for us because so often the teachers that that we can see, like nationally, the famous people, maybe maybe some famous pastors pastors may be making a brand for themselves, mm-hmm. a name for themselves through the name of the gospel. Sure. And that's not how we want to use our gifts. We want to use it for the gospel. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what Paul really focuses on. Was Paul quote unquote famous? Yeah. Amongst those churches, they knew who he was, but he wasn't using it to give himself a name. Yeah. It's always such a hard thing, man. I mean, you know, you, some people, I mean, the Francis Chans of the world who are incredibly gifted, and who have built a name, a brand, a following, there are those, in my opinion, and of course, lots of people see this different ways, but in my opinion, there are those who have built a name that is built on the effectiveness of their ministry, their preaching, their handling and, you know, handling of scripture. People love their teaching, their encouragement, so on and so forth. And so sometimes, you know, humans are want to follow other humans and they you end up developing a following. In my opinion, as long as that is an effective, you know, they're really and truly pointing to Jesus and handling the word of God yeah. well and continually seek ways to point at Christ rather than themselves, then that's a good thing. Absolutely. But it is very easy for that to drift into you know, idol worship where people end up worshiping the people rather than the Lord Jesus and his message. And of course, it's easy for people to become, you know, fixated on themselves and their own image and brand development and all these other kinds of things, you know, influencing and and all the social media stuff that's a part of a lot of the world now. So yeah, that that becomes in many ways, the new temptation of the of worldliness, right? Even for a pastor or preacher teacher, right? Yeah. So anyway, we digress, but I think it's just always such a, I, I guess fine line is the right way to say it. You know, there's lots of folks, there's the Benny Hens of the world, and I don't mind calling him out by name. I try to, I tend to be careful about who I call call out by name, but I ain't scared to call yeah. him out by name. There's the hucksters, For right? Sure. The Benny Hens of the world yeah. that, that have, you know, built something that is not based, you know, in, in what I think it should be. And then there's, you know, the Francis Chans and, and many others that, that have handled the word of God well and proclaim Jesus and are faithful to the Lord. And, you know, anyway. No, but I, and I think that it, it kind of just goes back to our, the big idea. The second big idea you used was that we've been given our gifts for a bigger purpose than ourselves. Sure. Yep. Like, yes, we may be a gifted speaker or whatnot, but we shouldn't we shouldn't boast in that. Like we should boast yep. in what Christ has done for us. And Paul says that in, in some of his other letters, you know, um, and I think as individuals setting up that accountability, I was talking with Blake and Kai and I was like, look, if for some odd reason I become famous, which I have no want to, yeah. I was like, humble me, <laughs> like remind me of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Yeah. And so I think even with our gifts, like the gift that God has given us, some people are, are talented. 
like the gifts that they're apparent. And so we need to continuously remind each other, hey, use it for the body of Christ. Use it for those um, to really see Jesus in the way and whatever your gift really is, you know, their true purpose. And that's what you were getting at is so many people ask, what is my purpose in life? Like, uh-huh. What is what is the will of God for my life? And it's like, well, to serve him, like sure. to serve Jesus. And so if you're using your gift for that purpose, then you found your purpose. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You'll know. You'll know when you know. And so then we move into uh, the the third idea, the big idea that you had was uh, gifts. Getting gifts. Gifts <laughs> help us pursue <laughs> unity and Christ likeness. And I was I was reading through Ephesians four, um, and in verse twelve it says to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we are no longer children. That's a lot. It is. But these gifts never, they never lose their purpose. Like we're always going to be pursuing Christ-likeness. They'll never be like in some other um, religious affiliations and, and say you will eventually attain whatever. Mm-hmm. We're not going to attain that on earth. We're right. never going to be exactly like Christ. That's why what Christ did for us is so beautiful. Sure. Now, eventually when we get to heaven, then we'll be in this, this likeness and this new creation. But these gifts serve a purpose forever mm-hmm. to help us to maintain and to, or to attain this Christ likeness to make, to look like him. Right. Um, yeah. This is spiritual formation. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. the, what the way that we are being formed in the like, likeness of Christ and how that is ultimately uniting the body. Mm-hmm. It's bringing us closer together because, it, you know, it, it's way easier for us to be together as the church when we look, reflect, act like Jesus. Yep. You know, we get it. We get along better. We love one another better. We put up with one another better. You know, we're gentle. Yeah. We're more patient. All of those things all of that formation is happening in us if we are submitted in our gifts because it's actually doing a work of like stretching us, growing us, yeah. making us more like like shaping us more in the image of Jesus. So when you think about that being a collective a collective work, right? Not just not just the work it does on you individually, but on all the individuals that make up a church. Yeah. That's a really cool thing. It is, you know, and it's, it's, it's happening there. It's part of that sanctification process that we go through as Christians. When we use our gifts, like you said, we're being stretched, we're serving others. But at the same time, like we may not notice it, but we're quote unquote getting something out of it. We're being mm-hmm. sanctified to look more like Christ. And so if my gift is teaching and I'm teaching a small group, whatever I'm teaching on is sanctifying me, hopefully, like hopefully that's the way that it is. Whatever I'm studying, it makes me want to be more like Christ to really practice what I preach. Mm-hmm. And therefore, whatever I'm teaching is getting something out of it. And so am I. And so it's sanctifying, like you said, the whole body. It's mm-hmm. bringing, us, bringing us towards unity in Christ. I mean, I think of, of uh, I have a group text of, uh, it's me and a couple of buddies that only talk about Pelicans basketball. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we become closer the more that we talk about Pelicans basketball. And I know that's like surface level, but we all have something in common. We mm-hmm. like the Pelicans. Sure. And so we're a tight-knit group that, that fights for that.
And so that leads us into um, your fourth idea, which is the body working together holds us together. And Paul kind of uses this analogy about how um, we are being tossed by the waves and carried about from every wind of doctrine. And so these gifts allow us the ability to stay firm, yeah. to stay on track, to stay uh, focused in on Christ. And then he ends with 16. Um, let me back up to 15. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself in love. And so your point was the body working together holds us together. Mm -hmm. And the way that we, we work together or are held together really is when our foundation is in Christ and we're using our gifts in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. You know, again, it it, uh, it is that uniting piece that when everybody's working together and, and everybody has that mentality then of Christ that, yeah. you know, Jesus basically said, if you, you know, if you want to understand the kingdom of God, you're going to serve, you know, the greatest among you is going to serve. That's going to be your mentality, right? Somebody who serves somebody else. And it comes back to the previous point in many ways of looking more like Jesus. And when you have a whole group of people looking, acting, behaving more like Jesus, yeah. that cannot help but keep you together. Mm. Like that cannot help but have a unifying factor. Yeah. And and you get to see that. You know, I closed with that illustration of, of what God did for our family in just a simple like gathering of people's either natural gifts and abilities of care and concern or their unique gifting that they've been using in their, their jobs, you know, nurses and, yeah. and, uh, and, and one case, I think an EMT showing up when my daughter fell off a pew. Like I yeah. said, of course it was a preacher's kid walking around on a pew when she was real little and uh, she fell and busted her head and blood was everywhere. And we were new at the church and didn't know, I mean, I'm not even sure we knew where the urgent care was, right? Like I, it's just not, we just, we weren't in our hometown. So you're immediately thinking these things about where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And we immediately had like seven or eight people surrounding us, helping us, picking Charlotte up, taking her, cleaning her up, looking at the gash, telling us what we needed to do, you know, telling us where we would go and get a stitch, like all of the above, you know, that, hey, it's not serious. She should be fine. Not a concussion. All the things that my wife was worried about. Yeah, right. Yeah. And just like soothing us and just like loving us, being there for us instead of, you know, what we, this is, this has just come to me, but this is a perfect example. You and I, and everybody who's listening to this podcast has seen a million of these videos now where somebody is attacked on the street. Somebody is hit by a car. Somebody is shot. Somebody is stabbed. Somebody is whatever, you know, out and usually happens in some big city, but it, ha it could happen anywhere. And people literally just walk by. Yeah. They just walk by. Why? Because they don't want to get involved. Why don't they want to get involved? Well, because they either feel like if I get involved, it's going to end up coming back on me somehow. Yeah. If I get involved, it's going to take my time. That's not beneficial. Right. My commitment. Yeah. What's in it for me? This is the worldly mindset. And it's only gotten worse. You know, we live in a disconnected world now. We live in, the, in a world that's more <laughs> connected, yet more disconnected than it's ever been, which yeah. is just, you know, it's sad, but it's true. And so I, I use that. That's the world. But the church isn't like that. Right. The, the church in general is a 
I'm going to open my arms to you and I am going to hold you tight. Right. And that's what we felt in that moment. And that is the unifying power of the whole church working, serving, living in their gifting, putting that to work because it's making them all and us all more like Christ. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast today and it was um, this Mormon, this ex-Mormon, it was pretty much his testimony of how he became a Christian. Mm. And so he was talking about his experience as a Mormon when he went on his two-year mission. <laughs> there were so many people that claimed to be Christians that would slam the door in his face, would tell him all these unloving things. And he was like, whenever I found a Christian that invited me into their home for dinner and talked to me like I was a real human being, he was like, that's what made me come to Christ. Mm. And he was like, that's really when I saw what Christianity was about. And he was like, and now that's what I do to, to Mormons that come knock on my door. Or I'll mm. go seek them out. He was like, I was so lost during that time period. He was like, yeah, I was zealous for what I was doing, but I really didn't understand the gospel. And he was like, it wasn't until somebody opened their door and showed me love and used their gifting to show me the way that I came to Christ. And, and I, I just think about, you know, how we as believers can hold the body together is, is in reminding each other by using our gift of what Jesus has done for us, sure. whether that's outsiders and or, you know, insiders in the church, is that when we remind each other of that, that's what holds us together. That's what we're unified by. But also that's what allows us to grow. Like to say, okay, we're at this point. What's our next step? Right. How do we become more like Christ? How do we challenge one another? And that takes, like you said, time. We talked about that earlier. It takes dedication. Things that, you know, whenever you see somebody get hurt, the world will say, don't get involved with that. That is messy. It's the same way in the church. Like sometimes it's messy for us to take that next step to grow in sanctification. And I don't want to preach too much towards that because that's what my sermon is going to be on in a couple of weeks is, nice. is listening to the word of God and actually actually doing it mm-hmm. and like seeing what comes from that, that sanctification process. And so um, we can do that by using our gifts. Sure. It's one way that, that God has called us as Christians. No, it's good. Very good. And well, Brennan brought it up. So this will be a good way for us to put a bow on this thing of, so Brennan is preaching on Labor Day weekend, which is not just coming up weekend, but the next. And Brian is preaching this weekend. So it's one of those rare times where I will be out of the pulpit two weeks in a row. Uh, This week we are going to my wife's mother's memorial in Vermont. So we'll be gone this weekend. And then the next weekend, the church has a big camping trip on Labor Day weekend that that we've done for years and years and years. And so you're going to get to hear from these two great preachers of the Word of God, uh, Brian this week and Brennan on Labor Day weekend. Uh, so great, great opportunities. They're both preaching one and dones. Yeah. So, you know, you and we got to choose our up. topic. This you time. got to choose your topic. <laughs> the, the mean uh, head preacher guy did not assign it or force you to preach in his series. Which is, uh, it's kind of hard yeah, sometimes. It is hard. Like, it's easy to just fill in it like, oh, here's where you were, the trajectory right. you were going. That's the real like... truth, y'all, is I didn't do them the favor this time of telling <laughs> yeah. them what it was going to be about. So they're on their own. They'll both uh, knock it out of the park. And uh, it's a good thing to to lead and serve in a church with other strong Christian leaders and great preachers that when I go, I don't worry. I yeah. just know, hey, these guys have got it, and they're going to handle the Word of God well, and people are, you know, they're going to be edified and it's a good thing. So Absolutely. yeah, it's a blessing. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it too. Yep. Um, 
we're gonna be in the book of James. And nice. James is super practical. It's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it's something that I feel like whenever I was thinking, oh, well, what am I gonna preach on? I have like this kind of free roam. It's like, oh, God's like, hey, here it is. Yes. Like, just like on a silver platter. And so uh, that's really cool. I, I, whenever I was talking to Brian about what he was gonna preach on, I was like. I'm gonna tell you mine first. Just don't, don't steal it. <laughs> don't you know, steal it. that'd yeah. be awkward uh-huh. next Sunday. But preach the same text. Uh, that'd yeah. be awesome. That'd be, but uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. I know we always end this podcast with something we're looking forward to. Um, that's that's kind of mine. Um, and that we're on the trajectory to get some things working, internet stuff over here. And so it feels like stuff's just kind of falling into place, is. which is good. Right? Things are moving along in the yes. building uh, with our worship center revamp. They're in there working on pews today, recovering those, uh, finishing them. Yeah, they're really coming out nice. Yeah. And, uh, the room's all painted. It's looking good. I mean, there's, there's certainly a lot of work left to do, but there's a lot of movement happening now that we are past the little roadblock we ran into for a month and a half. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're back on track now, and, and it won't be too long now, I don't believe. So we're getting there. We are. Slowly but surely. That's it's it. Gonna look good. And uh, I think that space is really going to, um, you know, edify what we do and be able to do some um, some unique things and give our our people, you know, uh, what they need on a Sunday to be able to hear, see Amen. all those good things for the glory of God. Yes, sir. You're going to set us up for success. Uh, give, give us all the tools we need to uh, pr- proclaim the gospel, reach people with the gospel, create a great environment for doing all of that for years to come. Yep, absolutely. So we appreciate uh, everybody that listened today. Uh, we look forward to next week. See you later. See you guys.